Anna's trying to downplay how popular this podcast is. She's trying to make it seem like it's not a big deal if you just drop out midway through because the listeners we have won't care. But... Yeah, well, she's, she doesn't have to go through the comment section of, of <laughs> flooding. Oh, what happened to Drew? Did Drew drop off? Oh, tech issues. Like, she doesn't get blamed for this shit, but we right. do. Right. We're going to get a, a star review on Apple Podcasts. It's not her Twitter DM inbox that's blowing up. Do we have, like... I want to know like what I'm getting myself in here too. Like for like just my PR angle, I got to know like what kind of exposure am I getting? How many hundreds of thousands of people are hearing this weekly? I don't we really don't, know. We, we don't, don't share. We don't. We don't publicly share numbers, but uh, it's I, the public, I, right? This is just the inner circle currently, and we're not sharing any. Of sure. This. No, but I, I just you know everything so far practice, has been off business record. practice. Yeah. Um. But yeah, wait. You yeah, have to say I it's mean, on the record. Um. Okay. Yeah. I'm. Let's everyone start recording in Audacity. On the count of three, three, two, three, three, two, one, three, record. Wow. <laughs> that I, that <laughs> was a whirlwind. A little confusing. That um, was a lot. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football podcast. I am your host, TJ Lett, here with my co-host, J.R. Lett, and we actually have a very special guest with us here today. It is none other than the current reigning champion of the 12-pack, Drew George W. Gallagher. Uh, Jack, why don't you say, just like really quick say hi, get that out of the way. Hi. And, uh, and then Drew, welcome. How are you tonight? I'm I'm great. I thought Jack was going to have more to say for himself there. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're here. We're doing it. I appreciate you giving me my, my full name as I step into this as well. And it's just, it, I'm pretty stoked. Fun week. Having a fun time in the season. My Likely my last as, as reigning champion until I, you know, go down the toilet for a while. But, you know, this old team is, is on its last legs already. And we're seeing that. So might as well get this in now before I'm depressed through the remaining three quarters of the season. And That's I right. You're, I know what you're hearing, everybody. It's that ice clinking. So get those drinks out. <laughs> raise those glasses high. Get comfy. Get cozy. Because we're in for a fun one tonight. Get your drinks up. Cheers to another great episode of the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. Drink up. I'm I'm uh, not sponsored. Drinking some Maker's Mark. Yeah, Drew. I don't know how you how do you plan this so well, but popping in to our uh, our podcast here. For the first time after your 17,000-point victory was a, a really good call on your part. Uh, yeah, I mean, I did plan that. I knew that much. And, yeah, I mean, I'd also texted you like two weeks ago. Just like I knew I was going to be this good. And I knew right. I was going to defeat Jack soundly in the skirmish. But I don't want Jack to be depressed. He's got a lot to be sad about for a long Whatever, time. And Drew, I don't really for... want to contribute to that. Whatever. The, I mean, Drew demolished this week. Uh it was a down week overall for fantasy, I'd say. I haven't run the numbers. I'm sure Tommy's like, well, technically, it was on a par for the to compare the 2018 season week three. Um, but overall, it just felt like there were not a lot of points scored on the board. However, Drew put down a massive I mean, 17,000. It was my best week of the year by far. And I mean by far. Um, yeah. But yeah. He Jack, how do, like Jack, I mean, is it rough knowing that you would have beaten any other team in the league this week except for Tommy? And then me, obviously, because I, I beat you. It was me. Yeah, I mean, rough is one word. Uh, you know, karma is another word. Who knows? I don't know. Uh, I deserve it. And my season's I, over, and it's still over. But here's, I, I was there for the draft. I saw you the morning after when you were celebrating some 
some very dicey news that we had received, and you were just very stoked for like about a maybe a week this, at most. I am I was there. I saw it. Cursed. I am. I. You are exactly right. I've been cursed by Gus Edwards himself, and I deserve it. And <laughs> that's fine. Um, but no, I don't know, Tommy. Do you have any numbers or what matchup do we go into? What are the rules tonight? Uh, I've seen a lot of comments in the threads. Uh, Multiple Tommy, threads. Yeah, all the threads. Tommy, you've been getting a lot of backlash for your, uh, let me just read it verbatim here, poor treatment of your co-host. Do you want to respond to these <laughs> accusations? Or I don't know if you have any thoughts before getting into the matchups. I can already tell this episode is going to be a bit of a free-for-all. Um, so... All rules are out the window tonight. Um, I have no comment because I know you made that quote up. Uh, nobody would ever say such a thing. Uh, if anybody is, has treated anyone poorly, it's you to me. Uh, with all of the hashtags about getting me out of office, uh, I have done nothing to you except be supportive and try and encourage you through this very difficult time that you're going through in fantasy football. So. I don't know, Jack. Is there anything you want to say in defense of yourself? I'm just let me let me summarize that response there for anyone who uh, who fell asleep during it. Fake news was essentially Tyrant Tom's response there. Fake news, everything you're hearing, all criticism, it's fake, and he is perfect. So just just summing that up. Um, no, Tommy. Here's what's going to happen. We're going to talk <laughs> fantasy football. Drew's here, so we're going to behave. Thank you for everyone who's listening. Uh, Sarge, Henry. I forget who else is in the league. Thank you for listening. Um, we're going to have a great time tonight. And Tommy, please, for the love of God, get us into the first matchup. All right. Uh, yeah, let's get started. Jake, I actually do want to say that you are right. It was a bit of a rough week. Um, a lot of down weeks outside of you, Drew, and me. Uh, actually, Dan had a pretty good week, too. But the week got started off really badly. I mean, I know personally I was watching those noon games and it just like nobody's points were going up. It was like nobody was scoring any points and it was a little depressing uh, for a while, but the scoring did get going. Let's just start with your guys. I mean, Drew's here. Let's start it. He took you down 17,004. Like you said, Jack, your best week by far, uh, 13,418. As Drew mentioned, you would have beaten everyone except for him and for me. Uh, so it's a pretty brutal way to lose, especially since you dropped to zero and three. Drew moving up to two and one. Um, Jack, <clears throat> let's start with your team because I think there were a lot of encouraging signs for you. Despite the loss, are you feeling any better? Of course, I'm feeling better, but that's I mean the starting point. I mean, I really thought my season was over. So if you're asking me if I'm feeling better, yes, because. I mean, my team put up, you know, five figures, which is always a good feeling. Um, I don't know. I mean, Zeke looked great. That got me excited. Um, he, he scored 2,500, which was awesome that that wasn't Tony Pollard scoring 2,500. Uh, Michael Pittman, I mean, my wide receivers are the problem where it's just I feel like it's going to be a season of absolute mediocrity, and I needed my running backs to be the guys, and Zeke maybe, but Clyde Edwards... I, I, I don't even have a pun, dude. I mean, he's just, you know, h- I could tell, I could tell you were trying to gear up. Clyde for one, Edwards, h- hilarity, really bad. No, I, he's just, he's not good. I don't know. The chief, are the Chiefs bad? Is that the new thing? Um, Drew is, was calling that, so maybe he's right. But I don't know. I'm feeling better, but it's just the same old. And 
I'm going to say it every week for the entire year. I have Robert Woods and not Cooper Cup, and that's my own doing. And I will sleep at night every night with that regret in my heart. Yeah, it's tough. I think you would like you wanted to know about the roommate situation with him and Stafford first, right? I think that's something you just didn't do your research. Well, yeah, the breakfast narrative is a strong one, and I I I get it. They get breakfast every morning, but I just I thought I don't know, just three catches, thirty three yards. Robert Woods only putting up five thirty. I mean, that's the difference right there. Drew got Mike Williams, um, and not the difference. He beat me by almost 4,000 points. But Mike Williams got 3,000 in Drew's flex, um, a huge game, two touchdowns for him. I don't want to talk about my team anymore. You guys can feel free to talk about it. But Drew, your team's just wild. I mean, your wide receivers are insane. The, the DK Metcalf, Adam Thielen, Mike Williams, and Julio Jones. I know Julio Jones had a bit of a down week, but you are just so strong at the running at the wide receiver that I almost forget to look at the fact that your running backs are super strong. I guess the question is longevity because yeah. there's this looming, you know, Melvin Gordon's going to have less work, but for now your team is just like stupid. Good. Um, yeah. I don't know if you agree, <laughs> disagree, Tommy. Super short lived. I, I will say I'm going to have to interject here before Tommy gets back in and just, you know, tyrants the mic for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to let it be known. I've done my research. I've run some numbers here. Jack, you scored like 40 plus percent of your points for the season this week. So yes, while it's unfortunate that like my team kind of went off way too early in the season for that matter, but like you, like there's a lot of promising signs that I think are right there. And like, for me, I just say like the oldening is beginning already. I'm seeing like questionable tags early on MG3, uh, seeing it on Theo. And I want to say what Gordon hometown, you know, our grades like guy, Jack. (laughs) Absolutely. Rampart. But already, just like and the questionable tags, just say like old as I get the notifications on my phone, and that's just really unfortunate. I, uh, Tommy, you're done. This is mine and Drew's podcast. Now. <laughs> I totally agree, Drew. Um, I think that here, here's what here's what I'll say. You really knocked it out of the park with both DK Metcalf and Adam Thielen, and I knew you did during the draft. So I'll give myself credit for that. Aaron <laughs> Rodgers is he's going to Aaron Rodgers all the time. But to your point, I mean, peaking in week three, not that's got to concern ideal. you a little bit. Not ideal. But karma could be coming your way because you picked up Chubba Hubbard, which uh, – or Chuba Hubbard, whatever it is. You – is the Chubb exact Hubs. reason that Christian McCaffrey got injured. So I don't know if you have any apologies to for that. <laughs> um, I but, don't. And I then was, I guess I... we can let Tommy jump in for whatever reason. I'm, I mean, Tommy bores me, so let's just keep going. Um, no, I will it. say, I, I know, he's just raring to go over there. Now he's, now uh, he's no, really done. He's really upset. Um, no, the Hubbard thing was just, I do, I feel bad about it. Like, it was just not great karma to put out there. But, like, I'm staring at this waiver, why, or, you know, just free agency at that point. There's nobody worth picking up in any way. My bench is not great. It was a and great pickup. You, you can't go oh, just looking at handcuffs. Yeah, exactly. I couldn't. I couldn't get any of my own handcuffs. Like, no, like nothing that was going to help me was immediately there or taking like a chance on somebody that might be good. There wasn't anything like very promising sitting in front of me. And like, I know that McCaffrey's had things in the past and Hubbard's sitting there as the guy. So he's not even going to be starting for me this next week. I don't know what to do with it exactly yet, but it's like, as soon as one of my olds goes old, you know, I've got a, it's going to be short lived. I feel like I'm going to miss the window, which McCaffrey no. will be back pretty soon. It's a, it's not a super severe injury, at least so far. So, you know, I'm hopeful he's back in a couple of weeks and the Hubbard thing was just like a waste of time. Yeah, all jokes aside, it's a very veteran move to to pick up Chuba Hubbard there. Um, totally. Just, it, I am old, if that's what you're referring to. Yes. <laughs> you did. Well, you, ha- you have been at this a long way. time. 
I don't know what uh, how old Hubbard is, so I go, I'm a little weary. I might have to trade him, but yeah. Oh, he definitely does not meet your age requirements for your team. Um, but yeah, no, I really I, the pickup was really good. We gave you a lot of crap for it, but it it it's absolutely the move to make. Um, I wish I would have done it. I'm sure a lot of people wish they would have done it. If you if you've got the spot to use, pick him up Thursday. If Christian McCaffrey plays the whole game, you drop him right after the game. And you move on, but uh, as it were, he got injured, and now you might have a player to use over the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, Drew, I, I appreciate you coming in with with facts and with stats. Uh, you've already provided more statistics uh, than Jack the entire time we've been doing this podcast. Um, so appreciate that. Uh, crickets, dude. By the way, no one laughed at that. Crickets. Oh, I, I got a, I got a couple well, we people can, in the same ask, room as me. We can ask crickets, dude. Crickets. He got one half chuckle from me. But if you look at my team name, you know, like the matchup I'm going into this week, there's no love loss there. No, congrats. Congrats, Drew. Um, We've said enough. Tommy, give us the give us the lowdown on both of our teams. Tell it to us honest and then we can move on to the next matchup. But what do you see outlook rest of season for spectator and hashtag lock him up? (laughs) Yeah, Drew's team is obviously on fire right now. Mike Williams is the number two wide receiver on the year, and Adam Thielen is the number four wide receiver on the year. And uh, certainly did not draft them as that. So he got some steals there as of now. you got to expect that at some point it's going to nope. calm down a I'm little bit. I'm plugging my ears right now. I don't know what you're saying. Week three is the peak, and I will ride this through the playoffs. Nobody say otherwise. Goodbye. But Jack's right. I mean, as of right now, you've got a, a killer-looking roster, and there's really nothing to say that it – it won't continue, um, except for the fact that it probably won't continue. <laughs> um, this is fantasy football, and fantasy yeah. is going to be the things that will make me depressed for right. the remainder of the season. Yes, you're correct. So, you know, he's still got but, – but, yeah, the roster looks great. I mean, what, what more can you say? He's got studs at the wide receiver position. He's got Alvin Kamara. Still skeptical on Melvin Gordon rest of the season, but – with Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback and Darren Waller, who's had two down weeks, uh, who can explode at any point uh, and probably will more often than not. Uh, yeah, at two and one, Drew is sitting very nicely. And Jack, things are bad for you, but only because you're zero and three. It's like Drew said; it, it it looks a lot more promising for you this week. Uh, Tyler Boyd is getting targets. Michael Pittman's getting a lot of targets. Jacoby Myers got a lot of targets this week. Elliott looks great, um, and his. Uh, his touches have gone up. And Edwards Alaire actually, Jack, I think he looks good. Now, he just doesn't get utilized as much as you wanted him to. So his ceiling's gone, which I mentioned last week. But he's going to be a fine running back, too, for you. Kittle was more involved. He looked good, so that's nice. And, yeah, you're you're just going to be sad the rest of the year about Robert Woods over Cooper Cup in Ugh. that position for you. There's no getting around that. Cooper Cup's going to be, I mean, almost definitely a top-10 wide receiver, probably a top-5 wide receiver this year. So, um You'll have to live with that. But other than that, I don't really think there's like, yeah, you're 0-3 and that sucks, but there's potential for you to do a lot better as the season progresses. Moving on to the next matchup. Um, might as well start with uh, Mr. 3-0, and Dragon Tales, uh, as he changed his name because of Jack's hilarious joke uh, from last week's episode. He took uh, Pete and Henry took down Justin ten thousand seven hundred forty eight to nine thousand six hundred and twenty, and Jack. Basically, what Sarge has done through the first three weeks is just gotten his team to do exactly what they need to do to win. He said 
three pretty close matchups, and in the two matchups outside of the one where Aaron Jones went off, he didn't score that much, but he did enough to get the win. Uh, looking at his squad, I don't think they've performed like a 3-0 and team, uh, but it's not a bad team. What do you see from, from Pete and Henry that you, that you like? First of all, just a massive 10,000-point victory. <laughs> I mean, put it on the board, a W, 3-0. and no, I mean, you you got to get lucky to to make it far in fantasy. It's all about luck. Just like I was, uh, just got, I, I mean, I got unlucky. Pete got lucky. You should probably lose with 10,000, but you'll take the W and run with it. Tom Brady is the man. Uh, you, you saw Justin smartly target him in a trade um, earlier this week. It has come out a full report, which is stunning to anyone who believes in democracy. The trade has been vetoed. Um, wow. by Tyrant Tom, which is pretty unprecedented. Uh, but it is what it is. The trade was turned down. I understand targeting Tom Brady. He's looking like a possible MVP, although my Rams, Stafford, baby. Woo-woo. Uh, here's what I'll say. I don't know. We just talked about Melvin Gordon. Javante Williams has been putting up numbers, but you're not sure really about his productivity from game to game. Same with Melvin, I just hate not having a workhorse backfield, but welcome to 95% of the backfields in the NFL. So really fun playing fantasy football running back roulette. I I think what's going to get interesting there is that, sorry to cut in just super quick, they've played like the three worst teams in the league today. Like Denver's, it's going to be a really interesting pivot when the going gets tough here. Both of those, like it's going to get like Hunger Games style between the two of these running backs and we're going to see what happens. Yeah, and no worries, Drew. I meant to say Drew. I accidentally said Tommy. Drew, the the thing I'm looking at with Sarge's team that has me a little concerned is his wide receivers. That Falcons offense looks terrible. So Calvin Ridley is just not going to be what he used to be in fantasy. The Bears, I mean, <laughs> yeah, let's anything. let's talk about the Bears. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, Allen Robinson is you know on the Bears, so good luck there. And then the Jaguar, like he just he has three wide receivers on three terrible teams. So I do worry about that for his his success moving forward. But strong quarterback, strong running backs for now. Noah Fant, I guess, is good. I mean, we were saying uh, Anna's the Arizona Cardinals, but uh, you know Sarge is getting pretty heavy on the Broncos. So we'll see. I I don't know. I this is a bad week for Sarge's team. He gets the W. He's three and zero. He's sitting pretty. So take advantage of it keep winning he's got jamal williams and jalen waddle on his bench so he's got pretty good depth there justin fields might be droppable but uh <laughs> yeah i i congrats on the win and i think henry made a few really smart moves to put their team in a winning position yeah i mean henry's really the brains behind the operation you can tell i know peter's pulling the strings we know what sarge is up to and what he's capable of but honestly it's uh you know kind of a similar story to yourself like you're you've scored you just scored a ton of points coming off this last week things are looking good 10,000 point victory is nothing like absolutely crazy. I think that shows in the actual standings overall as well. Like you're looking at the the number one team, three and zero wins matter. Like that's going to get you to the playoffs is really what the only thing that's going to matter at the end of the day. But like, uh, you know, he's he's a few thousand points behind the like top points scoring teams that are in the league. So you know, you never catch it on the right week. That's just awesome to be fortunate. But you guys have highlighted all the right things getting to be a part of the Chicago Jacksonville Atlanta trio of powerhouse offenses right now is just going to be potentially challenging down the road, but those guys can show out like they can the, still show out in, in bad I'm, weeks for those teams, but I wouldn't I know we're, Alan Robinson doing anything. Anytime. We're all sad about the, we're all sad about the bears obviously, because like we're, you know, in hell as bears fans, but 
those Falcons are just, that's a shocker for me. I'm a big Matt Ryan stand. Um, I've been riding the Falcons train for years. I'm, I'm with you. I've, holy between Julio, Nikes are they bad? Yeah, I, I'm 100 percent with you on that. Like having pieces of both Julio and Ridley like in the past, it's uh, it, it's sad. I, I miss them being like fun to watch. Tommy, tell us what went wrong for Justin's team because a lot went wrong. <laughs> well, I just wanted to bring up you guys for you guys both failed to mention Deontay Johnson, who is also on a tremendous offense in the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have been looking. Wow. Big Ben's been looking Dude, those... mighty good. <laughs> <laughs> that that Twitter I... videos that oh people have been sharing yeah. of him just like tripping while throwing, it's brutal. <laughs> like if somebody put him out of his misery already? Yeah, it really, he really at this point is like a dog that needs to be put down. I mean, the Steelers just need to say, you're done, dude. You're not our quarterback anymore. It looks really bad. Um, I... But yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can go on for days about what went wrong with Justin's team. Um, but Sarge, he's, he's like you said, Drew, 3-0, and that's all that matters. He's sitting really nicely right now, um, and he's going to take this 3-0 and start and run with it, and hopefully you can start to see more from the guys that were supposed to be studs that you mentioned, like Calvin Ridley and Allen Robinson. Because, um, yeah, yeah, if I, those offenses I, don't turn it around, it's, it's not going to be a good season for Sarge's team. No, and I don't mean to be overly salty. I still have some salt in the wounds personally from the draft and feeling, you know, a, a little bit slighted there. Um, but you know what? We're battling for Denver running back supremacy now. So, no, I, I love that he's engaged, doing the right things in the league, making moves like anybody that's actively doing stuff, including maybe taking advantage of one of the weirdest trades we've seen on the block to date. Um, I didn't realize they had played each other this week, and then the trade happened days after. It's a really interesting strategy. Um but yeah, I mean, get into Justin's team, Tommy. Yeah, that that trade, by the way, um, Jack. I know you were joking about it and <laughs> me vetoing it, but uh, I can confirm that Justin was not in his right mind and did not mean to offer up such a trade. Um, and so I hope that Pete can understand me vetoing it because the trade made absolutely zero sense for Justin, uh, considering. He spent some early draft capital on none other than Patrick Mahomes. So trading for another quarterback and losing your number one running back, not so great. Um, but, Jack, what went wrong for Justin and Andrew? This is for you, too. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to isolate. Uh, just talking to Jack here. But he played. <laughs> I mean, you guys told me not to interrupt either of you. You're the stars of the show. I'm just meant to be, you know, ear yes. candy for folks here. Exactly. And, and quite the ear candy you are, I might add. <laughs> Um, so J- Justin had Kylan Hill in his starting roster, <laughs> and instead of playing him, he pivoted to Jacques Patrick. Um, I don't know if I'm saying his first name right. I'd never heard of him in my life. He, within the last week, was on the Cincinnati Bengals practice squad, a former XFL running back who's seen zero work in the NFL who was very recently signed by the 49ers, who almost certainly wasn't going to be getting any work, um, was his pivot option for when Dalvin Cook went down. And that, therein lies Justin's only problem, his only problem that he's ever had as a fantasy football manager, is he, he messes around and has absolutely no bench. When, when Dalvin Cook went down, he, he, just, he was completely stuck. At that point, it was the 325 game, and so once he was ruled out and once he didn't make any roster moves to get another running back in there, 
literally he had no options. I mean, the the Monday night game was Philly and Dallas, and both the one and two running backs on both teams are already rostered. Um, he had no pivots for the Sunday night game, and so yeah, he just had to. I mean, he should have played Kylan Hill, but it's not like that would have mattered. Kylan Hill got 84 points from only return yards. The fact that he's still rostering Kylan Hill, I think, is mostly just a fuck you to us at this point. I mean, I, there's yes. no other reason. Um, I did really appreciate uh, his pickup of Zach Moss in waivers today. However, he also now currently rosters three tight ends, so he... he he went away from rostering too many quarterbacks to immediately rostering three tight ends, still having almost no depth. Um, but yeah, it was, a, I mean, more than his running back problems, it was just a down week overall. Um, Darius Slayton got injured early. That was tough for him. The Jets look absolutely awful uh, with Zach Wilson as their quarterback. So Corey Davis has struggled the last few weeks. I would say really currently his only bright spot with um, – with Cook being injured, his only bright spot would be DJ Moore, who looks like is poised for a really big year. Um, I've got to jump in there. Sorry. You're going to say his only bright spot? Did you see what Justin Tucker did on Sunday? <laughs> that's yeah, very, uh, I, I, like that's absolutely. valuable draft capital that he spent wisely. 66 yarders don't happen every day, Tommy. Sorry. 66 yarders don't happen ever, Drew. Never. Uh, no, that, one, <laughs> that one time that we just watched. Yes. That thank you for bringing that up because uh, I hadn't thought about that since we started recording. Uh, what an incredible kick! And you love to see the, it. The crazy part was, that tattoo who are you guys? Everything. You saw his leg. Guys, Everybody saw. Who that are you guys name. talking about, Tommy? Can you say his name one more time for me, Tommy? Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker. I was wondering where the hell that was no, going. No, nobody um, prepared me for that. That was unfortunate. Um, yeah, really unfortunate. What, what's funny is when he lined up for that 66-yard field goal, right, he had he had made 49 straight field goals in either the fourth quarter or overtime. What? And so going into that, going into I that did kick, not know that stat. That's wild. Yeah, and so going into that kick, you're like, well, he's probably going to lose it here. But I swear to God, I thought he was going to make it. I was like, he's got this. And... He, I don't know if you guys noticed, he did a crow hop mm-hmm. on the way to kick that ball to get some extra power behind it. Um, and then when that ball bounced up off the crossbar and up, and for like a split second, you couldn't tell if it had gone forward or backwards. I mean, that was just, that's everything you want. And it's so classic for the Detroit Lions to lose in that type oh. of situation where someone's at making home. NFL history at their expense. Yeah, that's... Uh... I couldn't. I didn't know I could like love that kick more than I like, did, and I, I wasn't dialed into red zone at the time. I was wondering what everybody was talking about, and then I saw it, and I was just like, "Holy crap!" Like that was just incredible. And I was super like super stoked for Justin, knowing that Justin Tucker, his guy, reaching yeah. for him. And maybe I mean some may call it a reach after the sixty-six yard kick. Could you call it a reach in the draft anymore? I'm not sure you could. I mean, yes, you absolutely could, but you wouldn't want to. I mean, the numbers would tell you it's a reach, but we never listen to numbers on this show. That was a play of passion, and congrats to Justin on believing in Justin. <laughs> well said, Jack. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Justin is 1-2. and two. Um, He's one of the lower-scoring teams in the league so far. Uh, but if Dalvin Cook can get right and maybe the Bears start to figure it out more, like I like David Montgomery. He's good. If the Bears' offense ever does anything, he's going to be fine. Um, I actually like that he has Cole Beasley. 
Um, hey, dude, Zach Moss, great snag today. I was looking at that, waiting to see it because he is uh, like emerging as the RB one in Buffalo, whereas Singletary is just sitting there like a like a butthole. Uh, yeah, big I, I mean, I, I like <laughs> big old butthole. Well, that snag. Family podcast. Flag. Family podcast. <laughs> 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 Sorry, but be hole. Uh, yeah, but the multiple tight ends potentially problematic. Justin, let's get on that. Uh, yeah, I just I like that he he no he won't. But no, I I still don't trust Zach Moss, uh, but. I mean, listen, we're talking about playing Zach Moss or Kylan Hill. So, yeah, Zach Moss is a wonderful pickup. Um, Yeah, so, but yeah, I mean, we'll see what Justin's team does moving forward. Uh, I still like his team, and I still think he has depth issues, but um, he's got got players with lots of firepower, so um, he could be fine. Um, Anything else you guys want to touch on or moving on? Move on. This, This matchup was abysmal. Congrats, Henry. Yes, big, big congrats to Henry. Um, just really excellent work behind the scenes there. I know I know Pete's going to take all the credit, but we know who the real champ is. Uh, moving on, guys, let's talk about a fall from grace, and that would be in the form of one Scott Harry Cruz. Uh, you want to talk about flying high. Scott was flying high. Through two weeks, his team was unstoppable. Looked like the best team in the league. Uh his wide receivers were going nuts. Nick Chubb looked amazing. Uh, his team came crashing down to earth in a big way this week. Uh, and one man's demise is another man's success, as they say. Uh, Kyle was the benefactor, winning 12342 to Scott's 10174 um, Yeah, Kyle, starting off 0-2, had been on the receiving end of some bad luck through two weeks and he uh got the luck to break his way this week um facing scott and a very easy week for him uh tyler lockett disappeared debo samuel didn't do much uh sterling shepherd got injured really anyone outside of justin herbert who had a wonderful week of 3084 points um it was a lot of disappointment for scott <laughs> i think you can even include travis kelsey who still got 1390 but I mean, Drew, you know, that's like a bad week for Travis Kelsey. <laughs> you hate to see that. Those are just some, some rookie preseason numbers. Maybe if he played a half. Right. Any, week, any week Travis Kelsey isn't in the end zone is a, is a gross disappointment. So he, he caught seven passes for 100 yards. But, dude, you need a touchdown. Snore. He got absolutely Justin nothing. Justin Herbert, dude. Justin Herbert. Biggest win in the history of the Chargers franchise. Uh, congrats to Justin Herbert. Sad it wasn't enough for Scott. The team of destiny, to your point, Tommy, a fall from grace. I mean, your eyes go straight to the wide receivers. What happened? What happened is what I you know, knew was going to happen with Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett is going to win Scott weeks. Tyler Lockett is also going to do his best to contribute with a few losses for Scott this year. Uh, Debo Samuel, George Kittle was more involved. Brandon Ayuk was more involved. So... Maybe Debo Samuel, this is just a return to average for him, and he will still have big weeks as long as he stays healthy, but obviously you can't expect him to be uh, a top-five wide receiver, which he was through the uh, first two Green, weeks. Green Bay's defense is, like, no joke either. So that's a tough one. It's a weird matchup. I was there. I saw it with my eyes. Um, but, no, no, don't forget on Scott, though, either. Like, he's got Odell Beckham sitting on his bench currently. So, like, he can rotate in and alleviate the situation of boomer bust guys that he's working with and an injury in Shepard, too. Yeah, the, the Shepard injury was just unfortunate. He had looked really good through the first two weeks receiving a lot of targets. And great point about Odell Beckham because he looked 
not only is he back, but he looked really good, and Landry is currently on IR. So uh, you like to see him come back right away, and I believe he received nine targets uh, first game back, uh, caught five of them for 77 yards. So, yeah, to your point, Drew, he's not exactly thin at the wide receiver position because um, I like Darnell Mooney if if the Bears what? can ever figure it out. No. Um, what? <laughs> It, it, they had the ninth worst, worst performance in NFL history. It's true. It. Like, do that's... you do you think that that is going to be the par for the course that performance that they just had? Do you think that's no. what we get to see the next thirteen weeks? Yes, yes. <laughs> but like <laughs> between that, like our, our ceiling is low. That's all I'm going to say. How about that? Like I... the ceiling isn't much higher. Like yes, no, that's not going to be the average of what we're looking at. But like unless it is, I no, you're, pro- you're, pro- you're probably you right. okay. Do you want a part of this Bears offense right now in any way, shape, or form in your fantasy lineup? No, and I will say I changed my mind. You've convinced me. I don't like Darnell Mooney, but I do like Tim Patrick. I actually like. Uh, I would Someone want Tim Patrick. Stud. I would want yeah. him. I would want him Promise on my roster. Uh, with the injuries that Denver has had, he has became he's become essential for Teddy Bridgewater and. He should receive a decent amount of targets each week. Uh, Keja Hamler out for the year, and who knows when Jerry Judy's going to be back. So, um, yeah, I, like I, Scott seems fine. It was just a down week for him. Obviously, Nick Chubb, it was a weird game where it was a Kareem Hunt game and not a Nick Chubb game, and Chris Carson was still good. Mike Davis, they, call, they like to call him Mr. 900 uh, because he only <laughs> ever gets 900 points minus, plus or minus 100. So, uh, yeah, I don't... Jake, you mentioned like Scott had like four great running backs a couple weeks ago. One of them being Mark Ingram. Uh, question: Do you feel the same way about Mark Ingram now? And Mike Davis, I don't think he's got a ceiling of any kind. I think he's just going to be around a thousand unless he scores a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure the issue rested in some sort of semantics problem you had with how I phrased it, but I'm I'm guessing I said something along the lines of. He had, I mean, he has four RB1s, which is, that's pretty huge to have. Now, you could argue Mark Ingram is not an RB1. Who knows what's going on in that Houston backfield, but he could be an RB1. Um, nope. And I think the... Uh, <laughs> no. No? Nope. Never? In what sense? Like, like the team's number one running back, or are you talking about a top 12 running back? The team's number one running back. Sure. Yes. Does it Does it matter? Yeah. No, it doesn't because they're going to split. Okay, the carries coming three coming ways. from a guy whose bench is filled with backup running backs, I'm just saying that it's nice to have starters on the. You know, Mike Davis is going to get you 900 points every week. That's a nice feeling. This sure, guy's just going off on bench studs again. Mark Ingram will thing. never be playable for Scott. There is not a single week that you can put Mark Ingram in and feel good about it. I disagree. Yeah, maybe you Time should will trade tell. him to Jack. Hey, if you're listening, yeah, Scott, I'm trade, trade him to yeah. Jack. He's ready. He wants those 900. He's thirsty for it. Well, since you're you're making my mouth water with these bench studs on <laughs> let's uh, move over. Scott's team, let's talk to let's talk about Kyle's bench studs. And I'm not talking about the team because his name is Bench Studs. I'm talking about the bench studs on bench studs. He had some monstrous uh, weeks on the bench. He had DJ Chark with 1240, Nicole Hardman with 1128, Henry Ruggs the third with 1110, and Austin Hooper with 890. Just some really strong, solid bench performances that must have the locker room buzzing because it, you know what it does? It gets the starters motivated. They they feel the energy of the bench on the back of their necks, their hair standing up, their heels are tingling, whatever idiom you want to use. 
This is a strong team from top to bottom. Kyle has a lot of depth. And even though he's one and two, I see bench studs, the full team, not the studs, not the bench studs on bench studs, but the full squad on bench studs, making all a run the, the playoffs this year. So, yeah. uh, Tommy, talk to me about his starters, but I'm very impressed with his bench. Yeah, immediately what sticks out, honestly, is Cordero Patterson, who I mentioned last week I thought would outscore Mike Davis. Um, I see no reason why that won't continue. You guys talked about the Falcons being bad, and they are, but part of being bad means you're going to have to throw to catch up. And even if the throwing that Matt Ryan does isn't super successful, uh, Cordero Patterson is going to be utilized, and I think he'll be utilized in ways that put him, and because he's an extremely talented player, and, and he's dynamic, so... They'll try and use him as much as they can. Um, so I, I, I think it was an excellent pickup by Kyle. Not only will he be playable, but he, he gives Kyle tons of flexibility because he's both wide receiver and running back eligible. That's um, the best. There's which is nothing, just there's nothing better. It's massive. It's 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 incredibly huge. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right, Jack. I I like Kyle's team. I know he's he's got some some concerns. Miles Gaskin is a bit of a concern right now. Um, as well as Josh Jacobs, who knows uh, when he's going to be back and healthy. It seems like a, a touch-and-go situation right now. But Austin Eckler looks great. Tyler Higby was uh, was nicely involved with five targets and a touchdown. Matt Stafford looks amazing in that Los Angeles Rams offense. They've got to be f- one of the favorites right now um, to to make it to the Super Bowl. But I think they're one of the best teams in the league, if not the best team overall, when you can, when you factor in offense and defense. Um but yeah, you guys, I mean, Drew, I, you probably want to touch on it a little bit, but yeah, Kyle's team looks hi. great. I'm, I'm here. Um, you still guys here. forgot about me. It's okay. Still I'm still here. here. I haven't left yet. I will just ghost at one point. I'm not even going to tell you when I'm gone, so good luck with that. Yeah, um, no, I, me when I'm gone. Oh, no, I love it. It's a, it's a full... Out, <laughs> get it out of here. No, full team of studs. I think what you guys aren't hitting on is like Kyle sitting at one and two is like sneaky one of the best teams in the league currently. A third overall, third or fourth in scoring currently. Um, like they're putting up points. He, you know, at the wide receiver position, he left points like on the bench this week. I think his challenge is going to be picking the right selection from his team of like both bench and on field studs. Um, that is not a fun spot to be in. Uh, if you have a team of olds like me, like you just play the guys that are there and you hope for the best. But like, I mean, generally, like in the position that he's in, like, okay, you're going to go with Hardman or Hill. Like, they're both going to be playing. Are you starting both? Like, what's the situation? It's just really challenging as you get down to it. He's got a team that is producing no matter what, for sure. But when you're in a tight matchup and you need those like extra one, maybe 2000 points, you know, those things add up over time. And I think that's really going to be the challenge of where he's at. That's something I would do. Like respond to this week by starting Nicole Hardman next week <laughs> over Tyreek Hill, and then ben when Tyreek Hill scores, scores four thousand points, uh, I'll be like, well, you know, recency bias. But yeah, I think it, it's it's no fun when when Michael Hardman is outscoring Tyreek Hill on like on your on your bench. But if, you know, it's it's one of those things where you, you're not going to pivot. But it's like it just is painful leaving those those points unaccounted for. Luckily, he got the win regardless. Uh, I don't know if Austin Hooper necessarily needs to be on his team, but that's me. I'm Mr. One tight end, one QB. You know, I might be wrong. A lot of people in this league like to have three tight ends or three QBs, but <laughs> a lot of people, uh, like a large can, uh, contingency. Yeah, we can move on, Tommy. I mean, anything else about the bench studs, Tommy? I think, uh, I, I think Osborne, I have no opinion on, so we'll see. I, I don't know. That's someone that maybe Kyle won't be starting moving forward, depending on how consistent rugs or Chark or Hardman are. I, I, 
I don't know if you have an opinion on DJ Chark, Tommy. That's a name that I'm like, or I guess that's just an offense I'm afraid of being a part of. But um, I'm not sure about. I, I have no read on on that that Jags offense. If it's gonna is Chenault the guy? Is DJ Chark the guy? Is Marvin Jones the guy? I'm not really sure. Marvin Jones is the only one I'm comfortable starting on a week to week basis. Um, I think he's going to be the guy there uh, as the continue moves as the season continues forward. Um, DJ Chark, I think, will be touchdown or bust. Um, he should see a decent amount of targets. I mean, they're throwing the crap out of the ball in Jackson, but it hasn't led to any kind of success. But they're going to let Trevor Lawrence let it fly. So Chark will be an option for Kyle. Uh, I just don't think he'll ever be able to put him in with any kind of confidence. Because uh, like I said, if, I think he'll just be disappointed. Um, I don't think he's going to see the volume that he needs to, to put up a respectable week without a touchdown. Um, the one week he didn't get a touchdown, he only had 240 points. He's been like... I don't know. I don't know what is going on with their connection, but like as far as like number of targets that he's gotten versus receptions that he's had, it's the percentage is really low. It's one of the lowest in the league right now. Um, so I don't. I don't like Chark that much. One Nico- last. One last thing, super quick. Uh, just wanted to comment on Scott's team. One thing I would be concerned about is is Nick Chubb. I just did not expect Kareem Hunt to have such a big role. And it's very clear that that's a shared backfield. So Chubb is not going to probably deliver on that draft value that Scott took him at. He's still got 22 carries. Yeah, I actually disagree there, Jack. Um, this is this is Kareem Hunt's always going to have the possibility of of having these games. And yeah, you, you don't like to see only Nick Nick Chubb getting only 840. But like Drew just mentioned, he got 22 carries. It just like if he gets into the end zone, you're not you're not talking about it being like. A bad yeah, but I guess anything. it's it's important to get into the end zone. I mean, I would make the same statement it, about Zeke, which you might feel is dramatic, but just with with the Tony Pollard involvement, that's just you know. Had I known that, I might not be drafting him at four overall. I don't know if Scott. I'm not saying Scott objectively should, uh, you know, regret the Chubb pick, but it's just it's something that you, you, I, I'm curious to see how many of those touchdowns are are vultured over the season and, and what effect that has on his, you know, overall ranking. Could you see someone, uh, a less talented running back like Antonio Gibson, maybe finish higher than him in the ranking just because he's got less competition. Now I know you're like, Oh, Jared McKissick is there. The only workhorse backfield in the NFL was Christian McCaffrey. And now he's injured. So everything's only, uh, I just miss the days of Sean Alexander, you know, priest Holmes. <laughs> I, I, I want running backs to score. 5,000 points. I'm sick of this. Drew, you can take everything Jack just said and oh. throw it out the window. Like, he just, he just, he just <laughs> talked nonsense for the last 120 well, seconds. Like, I, I zoned out and was still upset. I'm bored. How does it feel? How does it feel, Jack? Have you, have you ever heard of That's Derek how badly. Henry? Tommy, you have to do this every week with him? Oh, my. Yeah. I listened to it, and I, now I'm here, and it's just a different story. I, I mean, this is how you know you win an argument. When the people's only response is, you know, that sucked. Give you give me some logic here, guys. Okay, I just okay, Derek, absolutely annihilated okay. you. Let me let Derek me have the floor here, Drew. Let me have the floor. Okay, I'm Drew. sorry. Tommy, That's okay. Tell. Christian McCaffrey is not the only workhorse. Uh, Derek Henry, who is out touching every running back by a fair amount, is definitely a workhorse. Um, he's also received work in the passing game. Uh, Dalvin Cook is very much a workhorse back. Um, Nick Chubb. The, the situation you're talking about, Nick Chubb versus Green Hunt. The situation hasn't changed one iota. This is what it was last year. Um, so the concern coming through now, I don't think is warranted. Nick Chubb is going to be awesome for Scott. He his his the touches he gets aren't impacted by 
Kareem Hunt stealing. Like they have a, they have a game plan. Nick Chubb is going to get fifteen to twenty five touches, and Kareem Hunt on most games is going to get ten to fifteen touches. Nick Chubb is running back one. Kareem Hunt is running back two. Kareem Hunt will have bigger games every once in a while than Nick Chubb. Scott does not need to worry about Nick Chubb. Um, yeah, I, I I'm just not, I'm not saying bench him. I'm just saying his draft capital ain't worth it. I think that's I stand behind that. I guess it's. I guess we'll just have to agree to disagree. Um, it's like you said. Well, to, to your point about there not being workhorse running backs, there are only a handful. So, like, yeah, I mean, obviously, they're, I was being they're hyperbolic by saying there's one. You guys think you're. You guys think you're spiking a volleyball in my head by naming two more. Okay, there's three total. I think. But the you point still need still to stands. start great running backs week in and week out. That's the toughest position I feel like in this league, outside of like maybe wide receiver three and figuring out the flex. Like having two starting running backs that are like worth their weight regularly is just a very tough part of this league. Um, it's the worst. It, it's, it's the worst part it's of just fantasy out there. Like it's, there's not. The, it's the game's changed enough where it's like half PPR plays into it. It's just tough. So you don't have those guys. So like, yeah, I, I mean, point taken. I get what you're saying. There's not a, a ton of true like RB1, like absolute beast workhorses. And some of those that are do go down and miss weeks at a time. But like, it, it, it's not like this is problematic on his roster. You're still starting that guy every week because like the situation is not like you're going to find a better yeah. replacement for that or trade for one. I also think it comes down to if Tommy's point is true that Kareem Hunt had the same amount of points in the first three weeks of last year as he did this year, then I'm wrong. But I I was under the impression that it has increased, and that trend concerns me. Uh, Justin, can we we record the part where Jack said he was wrong and just run it on a loop sometimes throughout the podcast? (laughs) That'd be great. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. Um, Justin, make that the intro. No, Jack. So performance to me kind of is – irrelevant is I guess is what I'm saying so far through the first three weeks I would I would guess you're right that fantasy wise Kareem Hunt probably has more week more points through three weeks than last year but the touch the touches that they're getting is my point I think is probably similar where like the workload hasn't changed at all it's just it's been game script and it just so happens to be that this is how it has worked out through the first three weeks um and to your point about draft capital, at pick seven, the workhorse running backs are gone. So, like, that's... I'm going you're, wide receiver only in the draft next year. No running backs, no tight ends, no QBs. I'm so sick of this. I'm going to draft seven wide receivers before I draft another position. Put it on the board. It's a bold strategy. <laughs> let's, see if, <laughs> let's see if it works out. Um, it's going to work. Anything else on these uh, these two teams? I, I mean, I, it's pretty mediocre matchup, so we can we can move on. I Congrats think, to the bench studs and Scott. It's still the season of destiny. No one is questioning that. Sky's the limit. I think moral of the story here for this matchup is both teams are fine, right? Both teams look good. I think better than fine. I mean, I think Scott. I don't know. Yeah, um, Scott has wait. to be great because it's the season of destiny. But I, I <laughs> let me put it to you this way: like, wait, which of these two teams would you rather have right now? That's what I was just struggling with. I, I want to say Scott, but I look at the roster and I might lean Kyle. They I'm just have sure. different challenges, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. Like, I think they're both sexy teams. Absolutely. I wish the managers were as sexy, but the teams are sexy. So that's <laughs> I think I Both's lean... Studs, starters and bench teams. Man, it's a tough one. I think I still slightly lean Scott's um, just because... I like I like his like Drew mentioned I like the running back one two combo more than I like Kyle's with how Gaskins looks so far, um, but you definitely have to give the 
wide receiver edge to Kyle with the firepower of Tyreek Hill and Terry McLaurin. But then again, Scott easily wins the tight end argument with Travis Kelsey. Um, and honestly, I think the quarterbacks are pretty pretty even. So, I, I yeah, I don't know. I think I'd lean Scott. Uh, you're, but... you're right that Kyle's Kyle's biggest issue is that RB2 slot. With, you know, Josh Jacobs, who knows, even if he gets healthy, you know, he's competing with the, the talented Peyton Barber <laughs> over there in John Gruden's offense. So you really don't know. That's sort of a toss-up. So that'll that'll be the, the key. But, yeah, totally wide receiver edge. But I'll, it's the season of destiny. So give it to Scott, you know. <laughs> say this and we can move on. I, I feel like I wouldn't be shocked to see either of these two teams in the championship. Yeah. Well, Scott will be. I mean, it's, it's written <laughs> in the stars. But, uh, but, yeah, won't be surprised. I mean, destiny usually doesn't surprise me. Um, Tom, <laughs> when do we get to talk about Mary and Tom's story? What are you even saying? Um, <laughs> let's destiny. talk. <laughs> what destiny is going destiny. on? You can't be surprised. What it was so destiny. No, I get it. Once every 100,000 years or so, and the sun doth shine and the moon doth grow. Justin, he... cut that out. We're going to get copyrighted. Um, also, I'm pretty sure Tommy, the moon is glowing, next, not growing. But, uh... it's, your, it's your turn next, isn't it? <laughs> no, let's talk about Miriam, uh, since you brought him up. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Merriam Tomster takes down the Arizona Cardinals 13,132 to the Cardinals score of 10,524. Um, let's start with the losing team here. Anna falls to one and two. Uh, Let me talk about Anna's team because I'm not I might have to uh, I might have to take a break from talking about Dan's team. Cooper Cup is just something I can't really face. Um, so I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to knock out the Arizona Cardinals and then you can talk about Dan's team. I just want to say Jack um preface what you're about to say with I do still really like Anna's team and why don't you go ahead? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. I mean what what we said, you know, it rings true and it shall. DeAndre Hopkins did not come through for Anna, um, and that's that's a tough hole. You know, she needs her big number one to really rise up and, and give that massive performance. You saw Cooper Cup do it. I, I didn't want to have to bring it up, but Dan's number one wide receiver showed up, and I think that was, that was a big gap for Anna to overcome. Luckily for her, Saquon Barkley actually looked pretty good. He had a touchdown, 51 yards. The Giants are a miserable NFL team, but... You know, Saquon, I, I don't know. I, I don't mind, to your point, Tommy, Anna's outlook the rest of the season. Saquon, as long as he stays healthy, he's going to get at least enough points. He doesn't have a huge, you know, a, a hugely high ceiling, but his floor is pretty high. Brandon Cooks is, like, surprisingly one of the best wide receivers in the NFL still. That is one of the biggest surprises for me. I will say I was low on him going into the season, but a great draft choice by Anna. When you pair him with Mike Evans, and I know I just said DeAndre Hopkins had a down week, but Anna's still got some of the strongest wide receivers in the league. Kyler Murray keeping up with his MVP season. You know, under 2,000, you hate to see that for Kyler Murray. You really hate to see it. But the truth of the matter is Anna lost this matchup, like I said, in that wide receiver one battle. And then similarly in the tight end position, Jared Cook only getting 370 against uh, Dan's Logan Thomas getting 1,000. Moving down in the flex slot is really where things went south with Cortland Sutton only getting 620 and a massive 2240 for James Robinson on Dan's team. So nothing to panic about for Anna. You know, you need more 
this is, I mean, I, I mentioned her whole team at this point, but you just only 600 from the kicker, only 600 from the defense. Those things matter a lot. So that those bottom four slots on her roster, the tight end, the, the flex, the kicker, and the defense, they really didn't pull through. So nothing to panic about. I think she's also got some pretty solid depth on the bench. I know I just got screamed at for this opinion, but I actually really like Kareem Hunt this season. He's oh my God, you are insufferable. Um, <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Um, I can't oh, handle best. it. Um, Kareem Hunt got 24.50. He's massive. Uh, I, I think, you know, Marvin Jones, we talked about this episode already. He could be wide receiver one in Jacksonville. Naeem Hines scoring 1640. Uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals defense getting 2,400. So that's just one of those weeks where, you know, if she had started the right guy, she'd be on the victory board. She's got the depth. Uh, I wouldn't panic at all. I'd actually really want to have Anna's team right now. It's much better than mine. Yeah, really, the the tight end, I think, is is her only sketchy spot right now. Um, Kareem Hunt is a great flex option to have. Chase Edmonds is a great running back, too, in half PPR. I think his floor is great, um, and I think his ceiling, you'll see, uh, is higher than what it has been. Uh, there's, I think it's only a matter of time before he gets in the end zone. Um, Drew, Jack kind of touched on everything, but is there anything you see maybe that Jack didn't say about Anacin that you like or dislike? No, Jack talked about every player individually for five yeah. minutes <laughs> in uh, So I think we're feeling pretty good about it. No, I, like, I, I do support most of the things he said, though. Like, the team's looking very strong. I wouldn't worry if I were Anna at this point. Like, that's a, it, it, it's a down week, but, like, it's a solid team. Like, you've built a, a great empire here that I think you'll, you'll build upon. Uh, and Dan's team is, like, sneaky like very good i don't even know uh his points against for the season are brutal compared to everybody else i think he's one of the only two that have cracked forty thousand points against um so he's not sitting you know he's not a one and two team his, his roster shows up they've been doing a great job i'm excited to see what his team does over the course of this year but like yeah anna's got a solid squad that that hopkins uh murray sack is dope i would be like stoked on that every week watching cardinals games so it'll be fun yeah, to your point about Dan's roster, I think, I mean, the Christian McCaffrey injury is really the only thing you can point to for concern for Dan's for Dan's team because, I mean, my God, Cooper Cup, number one wide receiver in the league, uh, Keenan Allen is going to be consistent, steady. He's, his floor is really high, ceiling not so high, but uh, he'll be dependable all year for Dan. Christian Kirk, I'm not so sure about. Like, I think he'll be up and down, but I really like how James Robinson's been getting more involved. Um, he's obviously looked a lot better since that week one dud. Um, I guess Damian Harris and and what that New England offense can be is a little bit uh, concerning. If they don't have cake matchups, you could be looking at some pretty bad performances from Damian Harris since he's not involved at all in the passing game. Um, though it is interesting with the James White injury, um, Dan can drop him. He's been ruled out for the year. Um, what, who, who steps up and take those takes those uh, receptions that James and those and the carries that James White usually gets? That'll be interesting to see. Um, Jack, anything else about Dan's team? I just think I think he's got a really solid team. I think he's got a lot of firepower. And yeah, to Drew's point, he he shouldn't be one and two. His his team is well outperformed uh, a one and two start. I think I love his team name, hashtag Merriam Tomster. Just got to shout that out. And <laughs> yeah, we forgot to talk about the most important the best part. wide receiver in the league. Yeah, must, um, must, must feel great for him. Also, I wouldn't stress the like, I mean, McCaffrey, from everything you're hearing, at least initially, that it's not like a super severe 
strain, right? Yeah, so yeah. They, they, you they cross your fingers and hope for the best there, then it doesn't linger beyond that. The, oh, the, uh, true, true. Coming from you, they called like a point five your bench. I mean, all right, come all right. on. I mean, you are grinning from ear to ear while you say that. I, I hope Christian recovers. Really, Jack, you son of a Jack, bitch. Would you be interested in a trade this week? I know you I love would, bench studs. I would. I would. I will. I'll sell the house for Chuba Hubbard. That guy's the future. <laughs> wow! I get to wait. I get to like the entire house. Yes. Does Raz, does Raz now? Yes, well, my I, I can I think I can give it to you. My name's not on the the uh, property. I would have taken a room. You, you title? Jesus Christ! No car title. What is what is a house called? <laughs> what are you signing for a house? Thanks. Uh, anyways, nothing else, Tommy. Nothing else with this team. What is a house called? What is a house called? <laughs> um, the uh, deed. Yes, uh, God, there it is. Deed, Mister Deeds, hilarious Adam Sandler movie. What was I thinking? You weren't. You weren't you, you really, really weren't. No, Drew, to your point about Christian McCaffrey, they elected to not put him on the short-term IR. Exactly. Which, which means you think he will be back within the next few weeks. Um, let's talk about one of the worst matchups of the week here. Um, Teddy Scheisswasser versus Terminator and Death by Me. Big Lou takes down Little Louie Jr., 12,760 to Louie's 8,574. Is very very fortunate to be two and one. Um, he has one of the lowest scoring teams in the league through three weeks, sitting in sixth place at two and one. So there, I know his team hasn't really performed, but I don't think he really has any major causes for concern. Um, I don't know, Drew. Let's let you t- take the lead on this one. Uh, are you concerned about the players that haven't been performing, a la Amari Cooper? Stefan Diggs really hasn't shown a whole lot yet. Jonathan Taylor hasn't shown a whole lot yet. What worries you, or, and what do you think will turn around? I This is a tough one. It's hard to get a read on those offenses because, I mean, specifically looking at Buffalo and Dallas, like, you got to be encouraged. Like, they're getting wins. They're putting up points. But it's going to be hard to depend on them, which is what you, like, you don't want to see out of, like, receivers, you know, one and two as well as RB2 for him. Like, it's, it's just it, – it, it's going to be interesting. Like, it's going to be in a situation where you're going to have to, like, look to the bench. Are you starting to, like, overanalyze or tinker when you're, you're throwing things in there? I don't think he's got that bench depth at the moment. So I think he's still riding this roster for the time being. But, like, I mean, he had a down week from Gronk. He's been scoring nine touchdowns a week otherwise. So, like, I, I think there's plenty that's still there that you're going to be riding where you're at. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's scoring 8,500 is, you know, not where you want to be in any given week. That's, uh, that's tough. It's a bad. It's a bad feeling, Jack. You know all about it. What, uh, <laughs> what? Jack? Tell us about scoring very few so, points. So, so true, know. but so uncalled for. Okay, <laughs> but absolutely correct. I can totally relate. Uh, the, I mean, the good thing. I don't know if it's good or bad. Really, Jalen Hurts and DeAndre Swift showed up. So kudos to those guys. Everyone else didn't, and it's one of those weeks where you just, you know, it's a wash. You clean it. Clean it, roof it, you know, shackle it up. We're out of here. It's in the rearview mirror now. I think Louis just has to move forward, stop rostering two defenses. Um, you know, maybe Antonio Brown will be be healthy. I love the stash of Michael Carter. You know, I was very high on him with my draft pick. <laughs> uh, but I agree with Drew that his bench is a little weak. Marquise Brown can't catch a football to save the life of him. 
so I don't know. I'm I'm not super high on Louis's team, which make, brings me a lot of joy to say because he is my eldest brother, and I resent him for having the love of my father and brother. But I do think that <laughs> Louis is a seriously <laughs> legitimate powerhouse as a fantasy uh, manager. So I mean, of course he's going to make the playoffs. I just his team as it is doesn't make me want to you know write home to the governor. It's really going to be hit or miss. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I mean, first thing I look to do when I have a team that's really, really good is to write to the governor. Um, but to your point, I think it's not worthy about writing to the governor. So I think that was well said. Um, the right call. You wouldn't want to I don't know. Right? That, yeah, uh, Naeem Hines, Naeem Hines scares me, I, I will say. You know, we touched on him and Anna's team. Jonathan Taylor, I mean, whatever, I'll shut up. This whole episode, I've been talking about shared backfield, so forget Wait, it. Say Hines' full name again. Naeem Hines. Nine minds. Okay. Just making sure. It's not a weird. Yeah. I had him last year. I, I know his name, but I mean, <laughs> I typically don't know people's names, so that's fair. Yeah. Do uh, you, can I talk your about point, dad's team? To your point, Jack, I don't, I, I don't think Louis should have spent that draft capital on Jonathan Taylor. He is <laughs> Whatever, not one of your Tommy. true workhorse <laughs> running backs. So. Great point, uh, Tommy. There's, I, well, there's three. I think, okay. There's more than one. Okay. There's three. So it's pretty crazy. Okay. Here's what I'll say about dad's team. You guys are the best. Love you, Drew. Love Wait, you, Tommy. Hold on. Hold All on. I need is the three of us. I'm so happy the three Give of us Give me a second brothers. here. Give me a second here. <laughs> DeAndre Swift, I think, is Louis's biggest bright spot, um, and I, I'm really jealous that I didn't draft him. I honestly didn't have much interest in him, but Dan Campbell's already talking about— Detroit, historically, has not been an offense where you're, like, itching to get in, and nobody ex- knew what Goff was going to be there. So Exactly, exactly. But Louis took the gamble, and now Dan Campbell—didn't mean to rhyme there, but— is talking nice, about getting, dude. getting, getting DeAndre Swift more Spitting involved. Bars. <laughs> um, he is a top five running back so far, and I think he's got top five potential on the year. And the reason is because they're talking about using him more. And through three weeks, he's gotten eleven targets, five targets, and seven targets. He's an extremely dynamic running back. He doesn't need a lot of touches to perform, but it's looking like he is going to get a lot of touches. So. The the offense as a whole is always a concern, but I think DeAndre Swift's got some real potential, um, and uh, so I think that's the big bright spot. And I think it's I don't know to Drew's point about the the good offenses in Buffalo and Dallas. Like, yeah, you wonder if Stephon Diggs now with Emmanuel Sanders there, who caught two touchdown passes this week, is Stephon Diggs' ceiling capped now? Like. To, a, to an extent that it wasn't last year, because obviously he was insane last year. But if Josh Allen has another dependable deep target in Emmanuel Sanders, you do wonder if if, if his ceiling will be lower. Um, and Amari Cooper sp- splitting targets with uh, CeeDee Lamb now. And obviously they, they elected to... It was a weird game for Dallas. They elected to uh, do a lot of play action, and it, it, it brought the linebackers in. And so the, the tight ends for the Cowboys were able to... to be open all night long. So he threw to Dalton Schultz a lot. And also Blake Jarwin got a couple of targets. So both Cooper and Lamb in that game, even though they put up 41 points, had bad games. I think that's a bit of an anomaly. But with two back-to-back down weeks for Cooper, you don't you don't love it. But uh, yeah, Louis doesn't have a contender right now um, with the way it looks. But I think his players have a, a, a decent shot of turning it around. Jack, I will cede the floor to you to talk about your father's team. You just said the word contender, and that's the only word you need to see. 
and and look closely at that see? word because I want to hear. Because, I heard the word. I didn't see it. No, no. <laughs> write it down and stare at that thing because okay. Lou is a contender. C o n t e n der. Lou's a contender. Ready. Oh yeah. Oh, hand. They were talking about. They were talking about Louie. Oh no, 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 no. Cool Hand Lou has a team to fear, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Allen with thirty-seven twenty-two, an absolutely monstrous performance. I need to cut you he off is... before you get into it, and I'm so sorry because this is going to throw you off your rhythm. But you're telling you're telling me Dad is a true contender when last week you were like, "Let's pump the brakes on Dad's team." So, which one is it? Some analysts choose to stay rigid <laughs> in their beliefs, while other analysts listen to new information and change their opinion. And I tend to all, all you needed was the one week. Sounds like just... a classic flip flop situation. <laughs> all you needed was the I... one week to go from pump yep. the brakes to true contender. Gas Here's pedal. what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. After listening to you two, your hard pitch on this Derrick Henry guy, who I hadn't read a lot about, <laughs> I'm now realizing that he he's... is a workhorse back. And with him, he's not in a split backfield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, they traded Chris Johnson, which was he crazy news. Only to me. got twenty eight carries this week. So who got the other forty? That's what I want to yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, yeah. CJ two K is washed up. But no, I mean, <laughs> I think compared to Louis' team, I'd rather have Dad's team. Josh Allen's a stud. Derrick Henry's a stud. Miles Sanders isn't as much of a stud this year, but he's still a, a, a starting running back. You're all the about Cleveland those starting Bra- running backs. You know me. All I yeah. care about is a starting running back. I don't care how many points you're getting. I you care that you're getting that first You just said you were rap. drafting seven wide receivers next year, which is <laughs> Yeah, well, RB0. Uh, the Browns, an all-time great defense. <laughs> I think this week against the Bears is what they're going to do every week because that's the Bears' <laughs> accountable offense. No, I mean, is Dak going to win the championship? Of course not. But I think he has a decent team. Um, and I think that compared to Louis, he looks like much more of a contender. And it's more of a slight to Louis than anything. I do think Dad has strong wide receivers. Justin Jefferson, a stud with 22-30. Rondell Moore had a down week, but uh, he's been looking great in his rookie debut. Juju Smith-Schuster, I know he's down, and Big Ben is washed. But the guy's got star power. He'll turn it around. I believe in him. I believe in Juju. Jack, Kyle Pitts, a, how, re- how do you a, feel about a really big Renf- talent. Renfro sitting Renfro, on his bench. Just... A pure bench stud. What is that? How does that? Make yeah, sense? no. I mean, you're right, and I was going to get to him, but the the thing. Well, I know is we didn't I, make our way through the entire roster yet, but yeah, I was just right. I need to mention every was, single player. Right. Yeah, no, no. I, I need to. Anyways, <laughs> Kyle Pitts, Kenyon Drake, Youngway Koo, <laughs> Terrence Marshall, Ronald Jones. Uh, okay, now we're at Hunter Renfro. Okay, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I want did nothing you, to do with the Raiders' offense. Did you um, skip over Jay Johnson because you didn't know what his first name was? Uh, yeah, I mean, neither did I, to be honest. So, <laughs> no, no judgment. I just, it, I found it very interesting that he stopped. Uh, yeah, at, at you, the... you, you, no, you didn't find it interesting. You knew why I stopped, and you decided to call me out for it. Well, of course, I got I to call you out for it. Yeah, no, there was. Let's not under the guise of interesting. Okay, you weren't curious, George, over here. You knew exactly what was up. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I've never heard of Juwan Johnson. I just found out he existed. Here's what I'll say. Hunter Renfro is on the Raiders, and I don't want to be on the Raiders. So I don't blame Dad for not starting him. I personally would have also started Jefferson Moore and Smith-Schuster. I guess with the how three bad... Raiders, this... you want no part of it? Well, no, but now I... I do. This is history talking. I'm, you know, I'm, I don't blame my dad for starting Juju Smith-Schuster over, over uh, John Gruden-led Hunter Renfro. But I do think now yeah. you're going to have to, with the realities of how bad the Steelers looked 
and that the Raiders are somehow 3-0. and I mean, I'm not saying you're stunting, starting Hunter Renfro every week, but Juju Smith-Schuster, I don't even know if he's going to be a usable wide receiver three. So that, to me, is the, the hole in Dad's team filling in that wide receiver three and flex. But other than that, he's super strong, and, and I think things are looking up, and he does not get enough credit, uh, specifically from his eldest son and his middle son. Uh, wait, so Big Lou, I know you're listening, I'm assuming, right? Like He listens every week. He will, um, he will probably uh, listen to this at some point. It will not be this <laughs> week, but he'll probably, he'll probably tune in at some point. Week 12. <laughs> yeah, but I can go back and really get in here. I should have – so Jack is saying dr- drop Juju Smith-Schuster right now. That's what I'm hearing out of that entire analysis. And free up the roster I'm, spot. Yeah. Big Lou, I'm saying, I'm saying drop him. yeah, slot in Juwan Johnson and drop <laughs> Juju Smith-Schuster. That's my take. Yeah. Let him be somebody else's bench stud, maybe, if he, like, could get those kind of reps. Who is Demet- Who is Demetric Felton, and why is he also a wide receiver running back? Because I need me one of those. I need me a Corderell or a Demetric. If you've been studying waiver wire pickups for the last couple weeks, you know the name has been percolating. It's around there. It's, you know, it's buzzy. You know, it gets the people going oh, on their trust high-powered offense rolling I- over Chicago. I buzz, oh. I buzz, I study, but I, I, I guess the question is, how do I get one of those guys? Um, Tommy, cut us off here. What do, you, what do you think about these two teams? You're telling me Dad's not a contender, what I can hear from your voice. What are you, what are you so down about Dad's team uh, and choose between Louie and Dad's team rest of the season? You taking, you taking little lose or big lose? So I think you started off your analysis of Dad's team by saying you really like his wide receivers. Um, and I think there's a, there's a, a single wide receiver that I would be comfortable starting on dad's roster right now. And that's Justin Jefferson. Um, Rondell Moore is startable. Okay. He'll be fine. He had a down week. He did. So, but okay. Yeah. It was two great weeks for Rondell Moore. He's still not seeing a ton of snaps. Um, and yeah, it's, it's possible that Rondell Moore will be startable moving forward, but I don't think there's enough evidence there to be confident yet. Uh, Pittsburgh, a dumpster fire. Drew Smith is injured. Terrence Marshall Jr. hasn't been that great yet. Uh, Juwan Johnson, not startable. Uh, and Renfro. Renfro's been good, and he is a, a floor play. Uh, he doesn't have much of a ceiling, but you can expect close to 1,000 from him most weeks, I think. Um, and if, if Derek Carter continues to look great, uh, Dad can slot him right in. Um, it seems like Kenyon Drake has the same floor and ceiling Every single week, no matter if Josh Jacobs plays or not, because they apparently paid Kenyon Drake $11 million to be the permanent backup for that team, no matter who's healthy. Um, and Jack, you didn't really talk about Kyle Pitts, who's been an extreme disappointment in that Atlanta's uh, in Atlanta's offense. My answer is Louis' team. I would hands down rather have Louis' team. Hands down. Uh, Derrick Henry, it's appealing to have Derrick Henry. Um, and I do really like Justin Jefferson and Josh Allen, but um, outside of that, I don't love a lot about Dad's team. Drew, how do you feel? Yeah, I think I'm in the same boat. Like Kevin, like worked with Henry personally in the past, having managed him. Like it's a great guy. You love to see him in the locker room. Like just being on the field is like a, it's an excellent presence. You know, he's just getting the work. Um, but yeah, I think I'm with you on on Louis, like Louis, little little. No, little. Tommy. Um, Tommy was asking you about your dad's team. How is George's team looking <laughs> oh. this season? That is absolutely not what I was asking, but if you would like to share about any of your dad's fantasy endeavors, that'd be great. Wait, what was he asking? He no. was asking your father, uh, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. No, George Gallagher is a Wait, saint. Wait, what? So anyone what? anyone <laughs> that has just, been writing like, in. 
Uh, anyone who's been writing in anti-George Gallagher slander, it needs to stop because the man is an icon. Jeff, and I know people I have things against know. Drew. I know people have things against Drew. Let me have the floor, Drew. People have things against Drew in this league, and that's one thing. That's fine. Like, that's fine to not like Drew. But when you bring George Gallagher into it, that's where it crosses the line. Because he's, like, don't blame a father for his son's actions. George is a man of character and integrity, and I'm not going to keep listening to these comments and reading these mail-in letters about how George is a problem. He's not. He's a good guy. Anyways, Drew, what were you going to say? Just, the lengths you will go to cover your tracks for when you do, like, fuck up slightly is just, it's mind-blowing. It's I amazing. I don't it, ever change. Uh, you really went around on it. And you're right. I, I just want everybody to know my, my dad is still alive and well, despite what Jack might have said. <laughs> <for a second. laughs> George W. Gallagher is still very much alive. Who, who are you? Uh, in Florida. How would be thy name? What is going on? Anyway, uh, Tommy, we can move on. You got the point of what I was trying to say when I thought I was picking up what you yeah, no, uh, yeah, right, Jack. exactly. We had a good thing going here. You were going to talk about my dad's team, which is what the topic was, and Jack just derailed everything as he usually does. Um, I, oh, yeah, I thought I missed fun. something in your analysis. My like audio has been a little spotty. I was like, wait, did he pivot that into talking about my dad's team? It's been like a, a free agency pickup. We brought his team into the league this year, 13th team, like undercover on the slide because Tyrant Tom does some backdoor stuff. You guys don't even know about the details, but it's fine. I should I should check in with him. I should know this, but is your dad in any leagues this year? Uh, like I said, 13th team in this one. It's a shadow league. We won't talk about it yet. Somebody's going to get relegated at the end of this year. Fingers crossed, Greg. Uh, and then George W. is going to be stepping into that slot. Speaking of Greg, great transition, Drew. I know this is your first week uh, as a guest, but you really are understanding the transitions here. Greg is in the next matchup, as Drew yes. just predicted. He, he is playing. Play he played Tommy, and Tommy beat him, which is pretty impressive because – we, as we all know, Greg statistically had the best draft in the league. But no, Greg, I mean, he scored 11,378, so that's nothing to gawk at. That's not like he was putting out Louie numbers. Uh, but Tommy Tommy was able to beat him, 13,504, the second highest scoring point total of the week. Congrats to TJ on that. Very well done. You've got to be excited. Uh, I'll let Drew gawk about your team because the guy is just obsessed with you. But one thing I will say is that you were right about Najee Harris, so... Well done. The guy got 14 receptions, 19 targets, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. I can verify that, but I won't. Uh, just so solid. I know the Steelers are terrible, but um, I feel pre- just, he I, is their offense. So. I feel pretty good if he gets 19 targets a game, I'm going to be honest. That should work out for you. But, uh, Drew, tell me what else you like, because I'm sure you love a lot about Tommy's team. No, I. it's hard to, like look at it more closely right now knowing that i'm going into it this week like it's a lot of things that i I don't love looking at you're seeing waller type target numbers out of your running back that's terrifying (laughs) i don't want to see that um but also it is pittsburgh and they're doing pittsburgh things at the moment it's just very confusing and they're heading into green bay if i'm not mistaken yeah so yeah i I don't it's really going to be dependent maybe they get better when big ben eventually like dies in the next game and retires at the same time i'm not sure fingers crossed for everybody on that one be your classic retirement uh funeral (laughs) ceremony (laughs) yeah Uh, no but his team is like team is looking super solid tommy always making some savvy like waiver wire moves i know justin's called them out on some shady business going on all around the free agency pickups it's it's interesting you got to keep an eye on it jack always stay vigilant as i will this week we can you know hashtag lock him up all we want we'll figure that out as we get into it i appreciate 
Oh, sorry, I cut you off. It cut my audio cut off. Classic. But I will say, uh, I appreciate you standing up for the people, Drew. It's not easy to face uh, to stand in the face of tyranny, and you're doing that. So hashtag lock him up. Hashtag tyrant Tom. Thank you for standing for the people, Tommy. I'm surprised you haven't brought up that Najee Harris and Joe Mixon are both workhorse backs. That would have really rounded out the top five for, for slamming me in the ground, but I'll do it for you. Um, but definitely two guys that you just love slotting in there every week because nothing will go wrong. Yeah. I mean, to your point, I, I, I took Najee Harris where I did because he is one of the workhorse running backs. I knew he was going to get all the snaps, all the touches. Uh, that's what Mike Tomlin likes to do in Pittsburgh. And yeah, Joe Mixon, man, I think it's I think it's wheels up time for Joe Mixon, and I think we are about to take flight. Um, I love the amount of touches he's been getting. If he stays healthy, he's got a super nice Thursday night matchup coming up against uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars at home, which I'm super excited about. Um, so I'm obviously happy about my two running backs. Um, honestly, I I'm a little bit disappointed in in what Dak has done the last two weeks. Uh, they've just been really successful running the ball and. It's been taking away from his productivity and the amount of times he has to throw. So um, the last two weeks for, for Prescott Tommy, and you're, and you're disappointed in a three-touchdown performance greed, out of your starting quarterback. I you're mean, such a greedy dude. dripping from his lips right now. Okay, can you guys, can you guys look Tom. at the fact that he had 800 the week before, which I am also including in the disappointment? Okay. I didn't know we were talking uh, about last week, here. this week. I was <laughs> I was... here. We're looking at a 2,000 burger, and I'm hearing the word disappointment. I'm not, I'm not going to hear that. Okay. So going no, into, going into right, the week, right. would you have wanted more or less than 2,800 from the DAC-CD combo if you were me? I think no the answer is more. No touchdowns is unacceptable. No touchdowns is unacceptable um, for My point for, is for just C, for CD every week. You, you, a touchdown. you see the Cowboys put up 41 points, and DAC gets 2,000 and no, CD I gets mean, 800. I think that... But look at, like, I mean, the, the Eagles came in with a game plan. It's a better defense in some ways. Like, I think they've got decent coverage. Like, he was limited to three targets in this game coming out of 15 and nine the weeks before. So, like, that's not going to be his average. Yes, yeah. I think you're disappointed in that stack this time around. But, like, generally speaking, looking at that week in and week out, I think, you know, looking at the numbers from week one and two is going to be closer to your average than this last one. So this is definitely a down week at that position. But, like, they're going to go off this next week. I can promise you that because it's against <laughs> me. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, disappointing me from TJ Hawkinson, uh, the Ravens game planned him out. Uh, they were not going to let Jared Goff throw the ball to him. He only saw two targets. Uh, guys, my only real concern is my flex, uh, which I don't have a good player for right now. And then my depth is obviously an issue. But uh, I want to give myself a shout-out. I'm going to give myself the defensive stream of the week with the New Orleans Saints. Pick them up off waivers uh, after Sarge dropped them Just. to pick up the Carolina Panthers, putting up 2,400, and then Mason Crosby with 1,600. I absolutely annihilated Greg at the kicker and defense position, uh, which brought me the victory. Wait, Damn. Jack, we just yeah, have to nice. listen to him say that? Like he gives himself awards no. and we just have to sit no, there quietly that. while he takes it? Is this not tyrannical uh, behavior? Listen, this guy is a Dream of the nine, week. Nine times Dream out of, of the week. Nine times out of ten. <laughs> I will absolutely give him the stream of the wee 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 wee. This was an absolutely legendary stream by Tommy, coming from someone who knows a good stream when he sees one. The Saints here, I mean, that's huge, especially having them them having been dropped by Sarge. That's that's some intuitiveness. That's some eyes on the prize. I'm not going after what he wants. 
not standing uh, for it. It's, it's an absolutely, and Tommy's right, that was the matchup. I mean, here we are whispering what? about this, whispering about that. If you look at the, the top players, I mean, Lamar Jackson kept up with Dak Prescott. Devontae Adams outscored Chris Godwin. Uh, at the running back position, Antonio Gibson held his own. You know, he, he won in the tight end. So this matchup was within reach for Greg, but he, you know, you don't love playing. I get it. The Rams are, I played the Niners against the Packers, so I have no idea what I'm doing. But Rams against the Buccaneers, you don't love going against Tom Brady. Uh, only 500 points. That's a that's a 1,900-point swing right there. So Jack, defense Jack. matters. Kicker matters. Go look at my kicker defense combo from last week and tell me what those numbers look like. Just take a quick peek because I set this up weeks before. I'm playing some, like, naggy 4D chess currently, picking up the, the Denver kicker defense combo for 2,400 and 1,600 as well. So I, I don't think there's a stream of the week scenario where, like, Tommy just picks up somebody that, like, Sarge had the misfortune of just accidentally dropping. I think he might have, like, actually pulled some strings behind the scenes, so, like, dropped that team from Sarge. I don't want to get into it. Like, I have questions about how things are operating on the back end of these systems. I just I'm, I don't have visibility into it. I'm actually really glad you brought this up, Drew, because I'm going to completely ignore almost everything you said and focus <laughs> on this. You picked up Denver and Brandon McManus. They're both on Denver. You already had Melvin Gordon. It begs the question, is it your duty to the league to change your team name to the Drewver Broncos? I'm just going to call it out there because there is a lot of speculation that you've gone all in on Denver. Um, and that's really the story here. I know you're trying to spin a different narrative, but that to me is the question mark we're left with. No, you're absolutely out of your mind. If you'd look ahead to my defense this week, it's already not the case. And I don't know what even to like say to you. I thought we were going to be on the same side with this. There's going to be a whole Tyrant Tom takedown. But instead, you're, just, you're giving him the stream of the week again, even though we had exact numbers. I can't be here. You know what, guys? Uh, it's been nice, I, I think. Um, Drew, he really, really liked the stuff you brought up. He's going to ignore it completely and pivot to his own agenda, but he loved what you said about it. Great things. Loved all of it. Won't say a word about any of it. No, I mean, like, kudos to, honestly, all joking aside, I'm such a jokester. Kudos to both of you because I have, I'm so bad at defensive streaming and it's not easy. Um, I mean, Drew, they were playing the Jets, so like, congrats, but wow, how'd you call that one? Yeah, but I set that uh, up a week ago. I picked them yeah. up two weeks ago. Oh my God, you have no foresight. No, well, that's where, that's, and that's why I suck because I'm unwilling to pick up a defense until the week of, which is why I just Four continually have garbage chefs. defenses. Yeah, but Drew, you also Drew. have a garbage bench and garbage team, so like you have that going <laughs> Okay, there. well, now we're getting personal. Shots fired. Drew, don't compare you... yourself to Matt Nagy. He is in a league of his own with his 40 chess. <laughs> but I want to be Job with the knife. Like, that's all I want. <laughs> um, anyways, back to Tommy's absolutely record-breaking streams. Uh, here's what I'll say, Tommy, <laughs> to close this out. <laughs> You really put the hammer down on Greg, but Greg, your team's in it. I mean, we're giving you crud, but hey, man, you're one and two. It's better than me, and you've got you know some formidable players. Uh, we'll see what happens. AJ Brown, big disappointment. You don't love seeing two targets for zero catches for a total of thirty points, but uh, can't do much worse than that. So. He got injured. I know. Oh, but okay. Regardless. It's usually worth mentioning when you're talking about a player's nope. performance for the whole game to mention that he maybe only played in the first quarter. But, you know, I guess Cost you can just, just, just highlight the fact that he only had two targets and zero catches. And 
for, for all everyone, everyone knows, he played the whole game. Um, <laughs> all right. Yeah, Jack, I, moving Jack, forward, I would have been forward. on your side for something like this, but now you've like completely ruined any goodwill that we had built over the course of this episode. No, no, and you're Tom, like, what? My, right. my dad is dead. This is <laughs> just, I can't. I, I can't with you. Tommy's right. Moving forward, I'll give the injury update to every player I talk about. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. You would think at the amount of time you spend talking about every player on every <laughs> roster that you would actually give some detailed analysis to it. But no, it's uh, no, uh, we're, we're, we're dumber. Just, just, Jake, just for the, rec- for the record for you, it makes you seem very uninformed to talk about A.J. Brown and say disappointing week for him I and not mention know. that he got injured. You think I don't know that? I'm trying to distract from it with comedy. Will you drop it? I know nothing. You're totally breaking the veil. I don't like when you guys fight. It makes me sad. <laughs> you don't like Can when we all just fight? Can we all just hug? Uh, here's what I'll say. Greg, your season's over. Give up. <laughs> no, okay. Tommy, congratulations. Greg's team uh, still has a lot of promise. Uh, Jamar Chase looks really, really good. Um, everybody was afraid to draft Jamar Chase. Uh, the computer was not afraid to draft him. <laughs> so... Kudos to Greg for auto-drafting. He got a, a really good pick in Jamar Chase. Um, the Mark Andrews and Lamar Jackson. takes a lot of humility. Did auto-draft? Yeah, it takes a lot of humility to trust the computer and sell oh. yourself. I, I have a lot of respect for Greg. You know, just all in on the AI. I mean, he um, got the number one draft. So, Greg, if he was a more involved manager, um, should have absolutely put in Alexander Madison over Leonard Fournette. Um but I don't think he pays attention enough to know that Dalvin Cook was ruled out last minute. He could have very easily, 10 minutes before game time, Leonard Fournette and Madison played at the exact same time. Would have been an easy swap. Um, and I still don't think he catches you, though, right? I think huh? you still are yeah, the Yeah, he, he still would have lost. Um, but just on the but it would have been closer, Greg. It now, I mean, since, since, we're, since we're, you know, just calling him out, I will say... You you got to know AJ Brown's going to go out after the first quarter. You need to put in Emmanuel Sanders there. I'm with Tommy. You need to have that foresight. Emmanuel Sanders on the bench with 2390. I mean, I knew AJ Brown was injured, as we've learned. So I think that was a bad play. No, I mean, I don't know. Would you would you, you have to start Emmanuel Sanders moving forward, right? Do you blame Greg for not starting him this week? I can't really say I I do, but he's certainly looking like he has more upside than Robbie Anderson the rest of the season. Yeah, I do not blame him for this week. Robbie Anderson uh, wasn't super involved in weeks one and two, but it was a nice matchup against Houston. Um, Emmanuel Sanders had shown that he was involved in the offense, but hadn't done anything noteworthy yet. Uh, you can't expect the two touchdowns. Um, but yeah, I do think Emmanuel Sanders, as of right now, moving forward, is a better play than uh, Robbie Anderson, for sure. Um, but Alexander Madison. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. I think I think Greg has a fine team. Um, like he and Louis made that trade. He's got Antonio Gibson, who I think is going to be great for him. Um, so he at least has a startable running back there, um, and. Yeah, it was a, it was a down week for him, but he got unlucky with the AJ Brown injury. If he plays the full game, um, who knows what happens? But uh, yeah, I mean, guys, we're almost we're coming up to an hour and a half here, um, and we just finished up with the matchups. Um, so let's get into next week's matchups. Uh, 
I guess we should be pretty quick about it, um, unless we just want to make this a two-hour episode for our, our listeners, which, you know, I'm fine with. But uh, I, um, I think this is a, a great opportunity for me, as I've been having a little bit of audio issue, and I'm also going to go eat myself a dinner. Uh, I, I want to say I laughed, I cried, I've had a great time. Um, I don't know how you do this every week, Tommy. Uh, mm-hmm, Jack mm-hmm. is... Like, I mean, just more power to you. Yeah. Jack, I love you too. Like, you're a great brother also. But, oh my God, dude. It is it's a labor labor of love. Couldn't agree more, Drew. You're the best, man. Thanks for everything. Thanks so much for coming on, Drew. We really appreciate it. No, I love it was, you guys. It was, this has been fun. It was a blast. Uh, enjoy your dinner, um, and we'll talk soon. All right. I'll catch you guys later. Later. Jack, that was a blast uh, having Drew on. Um, you want to just uh, get through these upcoming matchups real quick and then and finish this thing out? <clears throat> yeah, super quick, super fast. You got an order, or can I go ragtag with this? <laughs> <laughs> let's um, <laughs> let's. Uh, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go through the order. Um, Fair enough. <laughs> you always do. Um, Justin's gonna grab some ice real quick. Uh, okay. We're going to start off with your matchup, actually, Jack. Um, no, actually, sorry, we're not, not at all. Uh, we're going to start with with Sarge's number one team, three and zero, Dragon Tails versus Kyle Bench Studs, uh, one and two. Jack, we talked about Kyle liking Kyle's team a lot. Um, he is projected to outscore uh, Sarge's team right now, but Sarge also is not currently rostering a kicker. He elected to go with an extra bench spot. He will pick up a kicker uh, as the week progresses, I am sure, uh, once he decides which player he wants to drop, but. Uh, Jack, two stud quarterbacks in this matchup, Matt Stafford, Tom Brady. Um, you got to give the wide receiver edge to Kyle with the way uh, Sarge's wide receivers have been performing. Um, I like Tyreek Hill to bounce back and Terry McCorn to bounce back in a nice matchup against Atlanta. Um, and honestly, Jack, I think I'm just going to go ahead and, and give this victory to Kyle. Uh, his team has been performing better than Sarge's on average, and uh uh, so I think I think that continues, and I think Kyle takes this one. Is there any? What's the hope for for Pete here? Uh, what what does he need to happen to take down Kyle? I think there's a lot of hope. I'm definitely taking uh, Dragon Tails for the W this week. I think he improves to four and zero. I think Tom Brady is going to break NFL records in his revenge game against the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. He might surpass five thousand, six thousand. I don't know if seven thousand is getting crazy, but. Uh, Kyle's going to have a lot to overcome with Tom Brady's performance against his arch nemesis, uh, William Belichick. I think that Henry needs to figure out who he's going to play in the slot, but I really like Sarge's team to take the W this week. I'm taking Dragon Tails, Twin Dragons, Two Heads, One Heart. We're here to win. Great. Um, and, and to your, your point about Tom Brady, the NFL could not have drawn this up better. Are you aware of the fact that Tom Brady on Sunday night has the opportunity to overtake Drew Brees for the all-time record in passing yards for a career in his first game back in Foxborough against the Patriots. I mean, what a story that is. You literally could not draw that up any better. He's going to go into Foxborough. First time as a visitor, first time in the visiting locker room, and more than likely set the NFL record for passing yards in a career. Sorry, Bill. Does that hurt your feelings, little Billy? Oh, I'm sorry, oh, little Billy. Billy. Boy. Are you crying? Oh, Billy, are you crying? I'm sorry. Tommy's here. Yeah, no, Tom Brady's the man. He's going to absolutely 
lay it down. And the NFL got it right by making this a primetime game. I know my eyes will be glued to the teleprompter. Here's what I'll say, Tommy. I'm taking Sarge. You're taking Kyle. Who are you taking in the next matchup? Because I know that your picks are solidified, and I know you have a strong opinion. Jack, in a incredibly shocking upset for our next matchup, you, Jack Robert, are going to take down Miriam Tomster, Dan Tierney. Uh, you're going to take him down. I I think you stay in the flames with what has been going on with your team last week. Uh, expect another big performance from Ezekiel Elliott and a decent performance from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I think George Kittle stays heavily involved. I think... I think, honestly, well, I'd like to know what your thoughts are on who you're going to start at QB. There's a chance right now that both Julio Jones and A.J. Brown are going to miss next week. So I'd be interested to know if you're going to still stick with Ryan Tannehill. Um, do you, are you going to take Dan in this uh, to hedge your bet? And so if, you, if he does win, you get to say you were right. But if he loses, then you get to win. Or what are, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, I think exactly what I just said about Tom Brady, I think, is the narrative in this matchup. I think this is Cooper Cup's revenge game against me. And I think that Dan is going to be led to victory by a 3,000-point Cooper Cup performance. I think Russell Wilson will be cooking in his uh, West Coast matchup against the Niners. Those are always fun games. Keenan Allen is playing in primetime against the Raiders. I uh, I just think it's going to be gangbusters for Dan this week. I think he improves to 2-2, two and two, hashtag Miriam Tomster, and I think Spectator falls to a disastrous, embarrassing 0-4. And, and I will not be playing Ryan Tannehill this week, not to show my cards, but I just haven't decided who, but I am planning on uh, streaming a quarterback. Gotcha. Jake, the, the biggest reason why I think you'll be able to pull this out, I think you're right about Cooper Cup. He could go absolutely nuts against the Cardinals. Uh, and I think that'll be a high-scoring game. So, And same with Keenan Allen. I think he's got a shot to have a good week against Las Vegas. So that isn't great. But you don't have to face Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be out. Dan's going to be forced to start both Damian Harris and James Robinson. Damian Harris going to go up against Tampa Bay, who's insanely good against the run. And Damian Harris will not get targets. I think it's going to be a dud from Damian Harris. But at the same time, I mean, Dan's got nothing to pivot to. If if Daryl Henderson's back, he can't play Sony Michel. I guess you could try and play J.D. McKissick, but you're not really going to play J.D. McKissick over Damian Harris, are you? I mean, I guess that's something he's got to decide, but um, I think you'll have an extreme edge at the running back position, and I think you're going to need an extreme edge to uh, have any chance of winning. So I think it'll be a good matchup. The Um, The question is, will Dan have enough confidence in Cooper Cup to just leave his Christian McCaffrey roster slot empty? I think that's the question I'm asking myself this week. That would be quite the flex. Um... But I mean, like and, I'm a, not, and I'm not talking flex spot, you know, I'm talking about a muscular flex. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I appreciate the confidence, Tommy. Hopefully I stay in the flames, but I'm taking Dan. Yeah, you can't start 0-4, so I'm going to take you. Next matchup, Jack, we got Big Lou versus Greg. Um, this one is projected to be tight by Yahoo. Uh, Greg is, is given the edge currently. Um, I'm going to be, I'm going to say AJ Brown's out though. He's listed as questionable, but Hamstring injury, I think there's almost no way he plays. Um, even if it is super, super minor, I think the team is going to err on the side of caution and sit him. Good news is we just talked about Emmanuel Sanders. You slot him right into that starting position, uh, which means he'll be forced to play Robbie Anderson again. It is a good matchup against Dallas, but he hasn't been getting the targets. We'll see if he has an increase in targets with Christian McCaffrey out, though. Um and outside of him putting Sanders in for A.J. Brown, I think this is the roster you're going to see for Greg. 
he's not one to make many changes. So I like Gibson against Atlanta, um, though his downfall could be Denver has been looking good. So if that defense holds true, maybe he gets a down game from Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Um, I don't know, Jake, I guess I'll, I'll hear your take and then decide who I think is going to win. But what do you see here? Oh, you, you know, I see it on the sheet. I'm taking dad this week. You know that I think he's a contender. I know you're taking Greg. You're seeing Greg going to even out at two and two. I think dad goes to three and one. I think he stays in the flames. I think Josh Allen stays in the heat after a 3,700 point performance. I think he's going to go put the hurt down on the Texans. I think Justin Jefferson is going to score a tutty or two against the Browns. And I see Rondell Moore bouncing back against the against the Rams. I know they have a strong defense, but I, I think that'll be a high-scoring game. Um, and I think there's going to be a lot of points scored there. The question for Dad, or not the question, but what, what will really need to solidify his victory is, can Hyungwe Koo put a beatdown on the Washington football team? He's only got 600, 500, and 600 so far. Not the season you were expecting from one of the league's best kickers. Can he turn it around? Can he give Dad that 2,500-point performance that he's going to need to take down no box given? Yeah, Jake, I think the big the big thing here to look at is Derrick Henry's got the opportunity to have one of his huge boom games against the Jets. Um, if Tennessee plays well, they could be up early and they could run the ball all over. Um the Jets and so I think to your point I am picking Greg but if Derrick Henry has one of his massive performances uh I think it you you would have to give the the nod to dad there but um it should be a good matchup um moving on <clears throat> we're gonna talk about Ayuk like a Tommy aka a fool versus the Arizona Cardinals what a matchup the happily married couple yeah and uh, talk, about, <laughs> talk about a house full of tension. I mean, that is the Mr. and Mrs. are on edge this week. Cup, um, couple I mean, of one of and two teams, Jack. Both their locker rooms, both Mr. and Mrs. are treating this as a must win game, and understandably so. I mean, they're both one and two. The pride is on the line. A, a uh, you know, not falling into a losing record is on the line. There's a lot on the line and I think this is clear. I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to absolutely thwomp uh the Ayuk like a Tommy. I'm surprised to see you pick Justin's team to win Tommy. You want to talk me through that before I talk about Anna's team? Uh actually no. I'm gonna pick Anna's team as well. Can we I, I change mm. I'm gonna change my pick. Yeah, I'd like to change my Ooh. pick. Oh, sorry. I had it twisted. Yeah, no, you're right. I am taking Justin's team this week. Let me tell you why. I think that Patrick Mahomes is going to absolutely... I mean, he just he just got a bear. He just lost to Justin Herbert on his home field. So Patrick Mahomes has something to prove here against the Eagles this week. I see him coming out. The question is, will Justin play Taylor Heineke instead of... Uh, instead of Patrick Mahomes, and I know what you're saying. Oh, well, he dropped Taylor Heineke. Justin's really active on the waiver wire. I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back, regrets his decision, and goes back to pick up Taylor Heineke. We'll be interested to see the moves there. What I've been saying all season, I really like Justin's wide receivers. Corey Davis, I know the Jets look abysmal right now, but Corey Davis is the clear number one. I think he'll score a touchdown this week against the Titans. You can also add a touchdown to DJ Moore this week against the Cowboys. Um, Dalvin Cook, if he's healthy... That's going to be a must-have for Justin. It'll be hard to get the W without a healthy Dalvin Cook, but he's also got Kylan Hill to slot in there. So feeling a lot of confidence in Justin's team this week. 
Yeah, that was a good point about Dalvin Cook because I think I think Justin has absolutely no shot if Dalvin Cook doesn't play. Um, he'll be forced to play. <laughs> Hopefully, he doesn't choose Kylan Hill over Zach Moss, but you really, really never know. Um, so, yeah, I think he's got to have Dalvin Cook play if he wants a shot. But Jack, Kyler Murray's going to have to throw the ball against the Rams. He's going to have to throw the ball against the Rams. And who would you rather throw to than DeAndre Hopkins? I know he had a down week, but he was questionable all week. Um, so he probably wasn't feeling great. He, he gutted it out, got the start, didn't get a lot of targets. I looked to see him bounce back in a big way. You talked about Tom Brady going to go nuts all over the New England Patriots. Mike Evans will be a big part of that. Brandon Cooks, he's just going to see a lot of targets. And I like Saquon Barkley's got a bad matchup against New Orleans, but I liked his 22 touches last week. He looks a lot better. Um, and, uh, yeah, expect another good game from Kareem Hunt, and I think Chase Edmonds actually gets into the end zone this week against the Rams. So, um, And when you factor in Baltimore's defense going up against Teddy Bridgewater, I think I think they'll do enough to get it done. Um, Justin's playing Pittsburgh's defense. I don't think they're going to be good enough at home against – or away in Aaron Rodgers' home stadium. Uh, I don't think they'll be able to get it done. So I like Anna in this one. Uh, I think she – I like her team more overall, and uh, I think she's got uh, – Better matchups and, and healthier a healthier team with, with Dalvin Cook injured. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that uh, another thing that will help Justin get the W this week is Justin Tucker will be kicking a 67-yard field goal this week. So look out for that. It's going to make some headlines, and that will help Justin really solidify the victory because Ryan suck up sort of sucks. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But I take Justin. You take the Arizona Cardinals. Battle of the Brides, Mr. and Mrs., Anna being Mr. and Justin being Mrs., of course. Uh, Best of luck to both of them. It's going to be a heated matchup. Yeah, absolutely, Jack. And to your point, uh, he will be in Denver, Justin Tucker. So thin air, let's go for 67 yards. I mean, he should, every single week from this point on, try and break the 66-yard record. It's just one more yard. What, you can't kick it one more yard? But then then two weeks from now, he should try and kick a 68, and then a 69, and then a 70. Well, that's that's what I'm saying. But if he makes a 67, it's just one more yard. Yeah, and then it's just one more yard. Yeah. Jack, next matchup, Scott versus Louis. Scott looking to bounce back in a major way after his bad performance on Sunday. Louis the same. He had an even worse performance than Scott. Louis is looking to bounce back. You would hope for him to see a bounce-back game for Amari Cooper, and you'd love to see for Stephon Diggs to get into the end zone against Houston. Expect Jalen Hurts to have to throw the ball and run the ball a lot against Kansas City, so I think a big game from him is coming. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, after what Peyton Barber just did to Miami, I think you can expect Jonathan Taylor to bounce back and find the end zone. Uh, DeAndre Swift's going to stay in the flames. And Jack, I would bet every single dollar, I would bet my bottom dollar, that Tom Brady throws a touchdown pass to Rob Gronkowski in New England on Sunday night. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, is is there any way Rob Gronkowski walks out of that game without a touchdown? I, I don't see a single... I know that, that we live in a universe of infinite possibilities. I don't think there is one. Right? I think he scores in, in every universe that there is. That feels inevitable. So, yeah, yeah. I am inevitable, like Thanos. Tommy, I'm obviously taking Scott. Obviously. Uh, the season of destiny he has to go to three and one i think louis team is a joke if i'm being blunt not a contender at all i do see scott going to three and one being led by a bounce back week from tyler lockett uh pending health and then obj just you love to see it jarvis landry is out can obj sprinkle in the sunlight over there in cleveland 
Scott's team is just a lot of fun. I'll be there cheering him on. Best of luck to the Demolitioners. Season of Destiny. Yeah, look for a bounce back week from Nick Chubb. I think he probably finds the end zone after not scoring last week. Um, and look for Travis Kowski to find the end zone as well. So Louis is going to need to put up points. I think Scott will bounce back in a big way, but um, I think it should be a good one. I think it'll be a, a, a high-scoring matchup. Both these teams are, after their down weeks, are due for a big one. So hopefully it's a it's a nice matchup. I mean, neither team needs the win. Both sitting nicely at two and one, so won't be devastating to the loser. But um, I think we should should have a good matchup. Jack, last but certainly not least, one might even argue best, me versus Drew. JoJo and the Circus Boys take on hashtag lock him up. Uh, this is projected to be a super tight matchup. Uh, barely 100 points separate their projections. Jack, who are you taking, me or Drew? This is going to be a really tight matchup. Look for it to... I think this will settle in around the... 10,000 point total line. I think the winner is going to have around 10,100 and the loser is going to have around 9,900 before I see this one ending. Um, No, I I mean, hopefully, because I hate you both, but you both have really good teams. I can't choose Drew. He's coming off of a 17,000 point week. He just embarrassed me. I know he's fighting for the people, but I got to think that the pendulum swings back. I think Dak... Uh, I, I don't know. I think it comes down to Dak, Tommy. I know you know that, but the Carolina's defense has surprised people this year. Mm-hmm. If Dak and CD are able to connect, I think you take the W. I'm going to choose you, but I want you to know that I do think it's going to be very close. And if Dak doesn't do well, then I change my pick midweek to Drew. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, for me, the hope is that it's a Tyler Lockett game, not a DK Metcalf game. Uh, the hope is that Aaron Rodgers doesn't need to do a ton. Hopefully it's an Aaron Jones week and they are just able to run all over the Steelers and Rodgers only gets one or two touchdowns. And then, Jake, the main concern for me is looking at that Monday night matchup, Chargers versus the Raiders. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game, and he's got two pieces of that. One stellar option on each side, Darren Waller and Mike Williams. To me, I don't think I'm going to win, and I'm really not trying to like reverse jinx here. Um, but I think I think Mike Williams and Darren Waller, Darren Waller coming off of two down weeks, Mike Williams super in the flames right now. I think they both have big weeks, and I think that is my downfall. I think I've got a good shot going into Monday night, uh, but I think they're just a little bit too much. Um, you should see a good game from Alvin Kamara. Now Julio Jones is a bit of a concern, um, but he does have the likes of he could he could plug in Jalen Rager or. He can slide Mike Williams up to that wide receiver and either play Singletary or Hubbard. Uh, I, I would guess he would go with Hubbard of those two options if, if Jones is out. But um, yeah, I I'm gonna I think I think Drew will stay in the Flames. I don't think I mean I, I think you were being a little sarcastic, a little uh, a little bit of a joke projecting those totals. But Drew should yeah put- no it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a high scoring week. I mean you're the highest projected you know matchup of the week, and I I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that rings true. Cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it uh, should be a good one. I, I just hope, like, listen, I think I talked about wheels up for Joe Mixon. I'm really looking for him to have a great week starting me off uh, really nicely on Thursday night. I think I would like for over over 2000 from him on Thursday. And I think I think that's a real possibility. And then I need TJ Hawkinson to bounce back. If those two things happen, I think I'm consistent everywhere else. And hopefully, hopefully I can pull this out. But 
uh, should be a good one. Um, Let's close it out here, Jack. We have gone even longer yeah, than we're gonna we're gonna need to figure something out well i mean people are gonna give up on us no we, are, we just cannot keep it under an hour and i mean it's an hour and 45 today we can't we keep going up okay but there, there's extenuating circumstances here we had a guest okay it was a real it's a, this is gonna be a great episode people are gonna love this episode and i don't i'm not gonna name names because i don't want to put anyone out uh, on the spot here but i talked to several of our listeners this week jack and they love it they love the hour and a half long podcast they want more content. I had people tell me that they want two episodes per week of an hour and a half each. So we're fine. We don't. We don't. They're not looking for us to cut back, dude. They want more. Well, I love to hear that, and that's exactly the energy I needed to close out this episode. What a week! I knew it was great. I just needed to hear you say it. Thank you for listening, everybody. We were so excited to be here. Thanks for joining, Drew. As always, in partnership with Kason Productions, thank you to our producers, Justin and Anna. Thank you to our Patreon uh, donations, everyone, our subscribers. Um, Tommy started in OnlyFans with feet pictures. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who subscribed to that. We can't thank you enough. And the content will keep coming. It's going to be a long season. We're brothers. We love fantasy football, and we love you. Yep, one one last shout out, Drew. Thanks so much for being on. You were tremendous. Uh, thanks for coming prepared with those those stats. So like I said, provided more statistics in about a five minute span than Jack ever has on our fifth season of doing this. Um, appreciate you. You were great. It was a lot of fun. Jack, take us away. Love you all. God bless. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time. Let's talk fantasy football. Let's talk. Now let's talk fantasy. Let's talk fantasy football. Let's talk it right now. Let's talk fantasy. Let's talk football. Oh my gosh. Garlic mouth. Garlic mouth. Please run faster. Yeah, so we can hear that wind. Oh. Show me your mouth. Were your windows down? Yeah, that's maybe maybe not you know showing that call with your windows down. <laughs> yeah, let me see that mouth. Let me see oh, that man. garlic. Yeah, show me Jack, that mouth. Is, I'm getting more uncomfortable with this. Is, show, me, show me that mouth. Show me the garlic in that mouth. Show it to me. Yeah, look at that garlic mouth. Yeah, fill it. Fill it. More garlic. Yeah, show me that garlic <laughs> mouth. Is, are you both recording in Audacity? No. <laughs> okay. Hey, Tom, I didn't really catch what he was saying as he signed off there. I pretended like I did. I don't know if you caught it, but... Um, he was just talking about how much he enjoyed talking with you, and, and uh, I think between the two of us, he really enjoyed the dynamic with you more. Um, oh, he so. didn't need to say that in front of you. Uh, that yeah. sucks. It's I'm okay. Sorry, man. It's okay. No, no, I, I, can, I can take it.